Hello, my friends, and welcome to Lean and Clean with Fitness Chef Christine. I am Christine, your host, and today we are joined by my longtime extra daughter, Marla, Chef Marla, and she's going to talk to us about her journey as it relates to being a chef, being a woman in this field, and all those good things, and now being a mom. Marla's in Texas, by the way, and I'm in North Carolina, but I did just get to see her for my daughter's wedding, so it's always great. So Marla, tell me about how your journey began. How did you know that you just loved food and wanted to be a chef? I'd always worked at a restaurant. Ever since I was 16, I'd worked in a restaurant. And so I guess just seeing other entrepreneurs, like working for the neighborhood pizzeria or whatever, learning about what it took to be the restaurant owner was what was intriguing to me, but also becoming friends with the kitchen workers and they were like, oh, we'll make you stuff that's not on the menu. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can come up with whatever I want. And so then that always was like more interesting than just, um, you know, what everybody else got. And you got to be a little creative. I remember I worked with a guy who was from Albania and he like made sure every day when we would work together, like a long day and everyone was working a double that we would sit down and eat together. And so like that community and camaraderie of working with the kitchen and not just being like a waitress was important and I had fun. Yeah. It was like a family for sure. And it just made it more fun. Yeah. It was like that for me when you were in school and you came to live with us, you've always been like an extra daughter and I've been so proud of your journey and I know you're not going to brag on yourself. So I'm going to brag on, brag on you for everybody. So I got the pleasure of watching Marla win Chopped on Food Network. Yes, I even have a recording of it so I can watch it again and again. Um, Your journey has been amazing and I have loved to watch it. And you're not only good with savory dishes and sweet dishes, but you're a great baker and you just, you do it all. And so now you've ventured to motherhood and that's a great adventure in itself. But I like that you still have your hand in culinary too. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about what is the difference between we all hear fast food, right? And you can show everybody you have a tattoo that says slow food. And what is the difference in slow food versus fast food? Not just the cooking preparation, but the whole mindset. So in 2008, I went to the Terra Madre, which is the big slow food conference in Torino, Italy. And so I got to hear from like the people who started slow food and the Italians really are the ones that like the driving force behind like spreading their hyper local ideas and way of lifestyle and way of eating with the food world. And slow food was the mantra that it took on because there was like a lot of backlash about like eating like Americans do as quickly as possible instead of eating for enjoyment and savoring the food, but also like not thinking about how food becomes from the ground to your plate and how slow that process really is and getting people to think about that and slow down and think about why are we eating? What are we eating? And not just, I need food, put food in my mouth, drive through, put crap in my mouth and just, (laughs) just to keep the machine going. And it's really about, it's not just, I think, if I'm correct, it's not just about the food, but it's also about the experience of eating and yeah. being with family and really bringing 
back to the table. And that's one of the things I'm trying to do with this podcast and with the classes that I teach is to bring people back to the kitchen, making their own food, taking control that of that food being fuel. So not just throw it in, but really put yeah. some thought into it. And it doesn't have to take a long time. Just has to, you have to put the effort in, but it's so worth it. Wouldn't you agree? It's so, it's so much better too. If are eating what is grown around you, it tastes better because it's better in season. It's not been sitting in a cargo shipped across the country or from country to country in most cases. Like eating a tomato off the vine in your backyard versus eating a tomato out of the grocery store. It's like a hundred miles difference. Yes. It's so it can taste the difference right away. And as someone who doesn't have a particularly green thumb, I love to utilize the local farmer's market. I love knowing where my food comes from and the people that grow it, whether it's vegetables or beef or mushrooms or whatever. There's so much local produce around for me and you, you might have to search it out, but it's so worth it to know where your food comes from. I've tried again and again to grow everything and some success on some things. Sometimes and- it works. <laughs> One time I had this beautiful zucchini. I was so proud of it. It was just beautiful. It had beautiful blossoms. And the next day I came out and it was completely gone. Like some bug got after it and it was yeah. nothing but little vines dead all over it was so sad (laughs) take advantage of it when it's right in its moment yeah yeah but tell me a little bit about the transition from working every day with food to being a mom have you been able to introduce marisol to to regular real food people always tell me it's so hard to get kids to eat real food i don't think it is i think i don't think it is either i think it's about um, the example that you set and I, I definitely have bought into like the child-led weaning and letting the kid choose what they want to eat and play with food as part of learning to eat. But I think a lot of getting her to eat is showing her what I eat. And 90% of the time now that she's eating on her own, she wants to eat what I'm eating. And she doesn't even know what that is sometimes, but she wants to eat it because that's what mom's eating. And so we always make a point now that I'm fortunate enough to be at home and not working that we get to sit down and eat breakfast and lunch and dinner together. And so that's part of her routine is we sit down at the table and we eat a meal and everybody eats the same foods. And so then she just eats whatever we're eating. And so I make a point to always offer her fruits and vegetables and not just what everybody else wants to eat, which is a lot of times meat and potatoes, but I make a point that like, okay, we're also going to have salad or we're going to have something green or a fruit with our meal. Yeah, I love that. And does she do spice well? Because in Texas, everything seems spicy. She definitely will tolerate some spice. Um, She's not like big on tons of spice, but like pico de gallo is one of her favorite things and there's fresh jalapeno in it and she doesn't seem to mind like Mm -hmm. True. She, she's definitely the sponge. If like you say, ooh, this is spicy. You might not like it. She says spicy. And then she's okay. I don't know. Maybe it is too spicy. <laughs> but adorable. Oh my she loves her runny eggs and toast and the morning and sopping up the egg with the toast because that's the way mommy eats it. And that's yeah. the way Nana eats it. And that's the way these. Because it's, it's that way with my with Ronan too, my grandson. Whatever I eat, he wants. Whatever Drew has, he wants. And his mom and dad, same thing. He wants what everybody else is having. And so yeah. like, fast food is a foreign concept to him. He doesn't really 
that's not something he's used to. He eats out a lot at restaurants, but it's usually regular restaurants versus fast food. Now he has yeah. found the playlands in those places and that's all he really cares about. Okay, let me go play. Yeah. And and French fries is like the thing I think anytime if we're like, okay, this is our only option, then I know like I would eat French fries. So she's gonna eat French fries. I'm with you. Um, but, you know, beyond that, like, I, I try not to make it a habit of giving her a happy meal because that's not what I would eat. And so then I don't want her thinking, like, we're just here for the toys. And right. yeah, no, I get it. I completely get it. So the only time we usually have our Tuesday date at Chick-fil-A and really Ronan only cares about the play area. Like he doesn't <laughs> really care about that. the food. Yeah, he's there for, he runs in, he goes right to the play area, doesn't care. And quite honestly, when you're used to real food, that doesn't actually taste very good. Even for kids, if I said, do you want a shake? He would say yes, because that's got the cherry and the whipped cream. But for the most part, even with my kids as they were growing up, it was all about real food. Now, I did my kids a, a great disservice in the fact that I had tons and tons of baked goods around all the time. So they developed, Jess doesn't have much of a sweet tooth, but Dan does. But really having that stuff available along with real foods, they learned that's the way we go. But has Marisol picked up any habits of cooking with you? Has she cooked with you? That's one of my Um, passion things, cooking with kids. Well, I have to tell you that ever since we left your house, she has wanted to crack all the eggs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She she cracked all the eggs with you and she was like, oh, these eggs aren't like hard-boiled eggs. They aren't the same, but... She does get her little, she has her toddler st- stool so she can stand up and be at the counter. And so she like cracks her egg and puts it in the pan. And then she says, hot, because she knows that's the rest of the time is mommy's in charge. I love but, it. He cracks um, all my eggs too, but he goes and gets them himself. And then I end up with a giant mess. Yeah. So <laughs> we have the refrigerator on top and freezer on the bottom. So she can't get into the refrigerator yet. So she's still a peanut. Ronan's taller than me soon. He's three. Yeah. (laughs) Not that's hard to beat. But in general, like kids want to learn. They want to learn to cook. Mm -hmm. They want to learn about food. We can go into the grocery store and he can identify all the vegetables, even the obscure ones, which I think is super cool. And if I could just wave a magic wand and get everybody back to cooking in the kitchen, even if it's super simple food, I think it would help family dynamics and it will help people's waistlines. It yeah. just makes such a difference. Now, quick question about being a woman in the food industry. Did it ever bother you? Did it Was it ever a, a thing? Like I, for me, it didn't matter. I was in pastry land, so like nobody cared, but. I think it meant more to other people. And so it bothered me when it bothered other people. And that I think mostly came into play when I would be in a position of leadership mm-hmm. and then some men didn't want to have to like abide by a tiny little girl barking orders and I tried to sergeant so it's you can handle it (laughs) yeah I got around it I definitely it took time like learning when to exert my role and be like because I'm the boss this is why we're doing it and other ways of just saying what would be better is if I showed you a way that would save you time or make that easier and and have to soften a little bit more than 
I would think I needed to, but it went a long way. Sometimes you feel that like, I'm not supposed to be meek. And then I, because I'm a woman, I, people expect that out of me. So I need to be the opposite. And that wasn't always helpful. So sometimes just being like the nurturer and momming a little bit was easier and got like more receptiveness from working with with, with all men and with quite a lot of men outside my culture was very common finding what worked sometimes had to be a little bit more like praise happy than I would normally be listen I think that's a great way to go who doesn't want to go to work and feel like they're being praised or recognized or mentored I think that's a much better way to go than to constantly point out something that somebody's doing wrong yeah what tell me what's your favorite thing to cook to bake, what, anything. Just pick something that you love the best to make. I still really love bread. I still, that's probably <laughs> one of those, like, it's comforting to when you're making it, you can, when you smell the bread out of the oven, but also it's probably like one of my biggest weakness, like fresh bread is hard to resist, just yeah, like bread and butter. True. Like I can pass up a lot of sugar. I can pass up a lot of things that are sweet that other people love. I And I'm just like, yeah, I might have a bite, but I'll eat a cookie over a cake. I, I'll have a taste, but I, I don't need a, a whole loaf of bread. Give me a whole loaf of I bread and some bread. <laughs> butter and I'm good. I'm really yeah. good. Yeah. You'll laugh at me this morning. I was making a big old sourdough bread that had been fermenting in the fridge for 48 hours and it was beautiful. And I got a phone call and forgot it was in the oven. And now I have <gasps> this beautiful black sourdough bread. <laughs> Oh yes, I've been a baker for you know, 30 years. Oh, good me. Whoopsies. But it still smells really good in here. So that's all that matters. Didn't get yeah, it gets you. It gets your mouth watering. Yeah. That's for sure. Yes, yes. I sure miss you. And I thank you so much for joining us. And if you would love to, I would love for you to send me a recipe that I can share with everybody. Okay. Something simple. It can be just any kind of anything that you like to make. And I will definitely share it with everybody. And I thank you so much for being with us. And I just think it's so great for people to understand the difference between on the go eating and really taking time to eat. And just, I hope that this inspires people to get into the kitchen and really cook for themselves. So thank you. Thank you. Hang out for yeah, just a thank you. for me. And if you guys have liked this episode, please consider rating us on Apple Podcasts and leaving us a review. And I wish you all a blessed day. And...